There are more than enough jokes, some funny, some not, and actual arguments, actual arguments about what denomination Jesus was, <laughs> is, or will be upon his return. Seriously, there are actual debates about this, and y'all know I love a good rabbit hole, and I went there. So if I had to make a case for Jesus being an Episcopalian, I think I would use today's gospel lesson as my proof text. I would use this story of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well and talking with her, the longest conversation Jesus has with anyone in the gospels. In this conversation, we encounter theological discourse about the proper place to worship God. We see a little sassiness as the woman calls Jesus, a Jew, out for engaging with a Samaritan woman and deigning to drink from her vessel. She also, with a healthy dose of snark and reason, wonders where he is going to get this living water if he doesn't even have a bucket. We see her call on their common tradition of their ancestor Jacob when she asks if Jesus is greater than the giver of the well where they meet. Jesus, the living word, invites her questions, her humor, and her wonder. Jesus, Scripture enfleshed and manifest, is patient as her understanding advances from recognizing him as just some random Jewish man to then a prophet to then the Messiah. Jesus does not rush her. And he is not offended that she has to work it out for herself. Once she does, he rewards her with his first I am statement of John. The woman says to him, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he the one who is speaking to you. I am he. No riddles, no obscure references or language, just a clear and concise affirmation. Jesus <clears throat> encourages her theological reflection and invites her to poke and prod at the word made flesh to engage fully, to bring her whole self to him who is the living text. All of her knowledge, all of her questions, all of her life experience, all of her hopes. Come on now, can't you just see Jesus as a catechumenate teacher or an EFM mentor? Episcopalian. I rest my case. 
This meeting with the Samaritan woman is remarkable for so many reasons. At this halfway point through Lent, she is one of many conversations that Jesus has had with individuals. He's not teaching in a synagogue. He's not feeding thousands. He is meeting with distinct people where they are. In their daily life, He is talking with them. These Lenten gospel lessons are all deeply personal. They are about individual conversations and relationships. We've seen Jesus engage with Nicodemus in the dark and with the woman at the well in the middle of the day. In the coming weeks, we'll see Jesus with the man blind from birth and will end with Martha, anguished by his tardiness and Lazarus' death. Last week, we heard one of our most recognizable, well-known verses of Scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And this week, we see it enacted. Jesus went from His night meeting with Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish elite, to a noonday meeting with a Samaritan woman in her own land. For centuries, Samaritans and Jews occupied neighboring lands and practiced similar religions while actively expressing feelings of animosity toward one another. Not much has changed. They disagreed about where God was worshipped and how. Most Jews would have traveled from Jerusalem to Galilee by a completely other route, avoiding Samaria entirely. But then John 3.16 would not be fulfilled. God so loved the whole world, and anyone who believes, anyone can have eternal life. The Samaritan woman, an unlikely believer for a host of reasons, believes and brings others to believe as well. It is truly an incredible story. Many commentators and preachers get distracted by the woman's marital history something Jesus acknowledges but does not judge and could be the case for manifold understandable reasons at that time. And they miss some of the more remarkable details. The woman becomes, she comes to believe thoroughly. She leaves her water jar surely a prized possession in a parched land, and runs to share the news of meeting, I am he. She drops everything in the same way the first disciples dropped fishing nets and plows to follow Jesus. She is listened to, she is believed, 
and she is followed to the well to meet Jesus by the villagers. This nameless woman from an enemy land evangelizes, and many are brought to Jesus. God so loved the world, and anyone who believes, anyone can have eternal life. It's remarkable. When I think about this story in the context of Lent, I can't help but wonder at her awareness of Jesus. I am He. In the midst of her normal daily routine, am I open to God's interruption in my life? Am I paying attention, enough attention, to engage theologically with people and events around me? What if that woman, upon seeing a stranger, a Jew no less, at the well, a person her culture had taught her was a hostile stranger, what if she had turned and gone back home? Am I open to talk with people who are not like I am? Am I willing to engage with others who believe or live differently than I do? What might I learn about myself, about them, about God by doing so? What might they learn about God from me? How am I expanding my understanding during this time of Lent? And as this woman grew in awareness, as she realized she had encountered the Word made flesh, the I am He, she dropped her daily routine, left her water jar, and ran. I mean, can y'all imagine how much carrying that full jar of water would have slowed her down? This story also asks me to reflect on what might be encumbering me. What might I need to set down in order to be more fully present to God and allow me to quicken my pace to share the good news? She said to the people, come and see. At first they believed because of what she said. But then they saw for themselves. They said to the woman, after their own personal time with Jesus, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know this is truly the Savior of the world. Amen.